guys. Welcome back to the fifth episode of The Intern Office. As always, I'm here with Corey and Seth, yeah. but today, the reformed friend is here. Benjamin, Benjamin Francisco, Woo! all the way from Louisville, Kentucky, is here. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all he had to That say. was way too much emotion for the reformed guy. Like, Give us a little introduction. Give us a little intro. Who are you? What makes you tick? this guy? What, what makes me the reformed guy? That's Well, that's what you, we've been yeah, referring we, to We're asking you. On yeah. the podcast what makes you the reformed guy? They all want to know. Wait, you guys are the one that called me the reformed guy. Do you know that? Because you're reformed? Because you're reformed. What does reformed mean? Oh, Lord. See, this is why you're reformed. <laughs> this is why you're the reformed guy. What um, does that mean? I'm honestly still learning what all is encompassed by the term reformed. But, <laughs> Spoken uh, like a real <laughs> seminary student. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my name's Ben. I have been friends with, I guess Corey the longest. Yes. Yeah. And then you knew me, but we really. Seth, when did you come like to Grace? Year. Well, no. Well, I came to Grace in eighth grade. Okay. And then we did. We, I mean, we knew each other. Me and Seth but. had like a a two, like there was like a Old Testament and a New Testament. Yeah, so there was. Uh, oh, fishing. Seth was my fishing partner freshman year of high school. I was not a believer, yeah. and uh, Seth could tell. I was terrified of this guy. <laughs> I thought he was going to beat me up in too many pieces. Well, I didn't think that. More than anything, he just saw me and my dad yeah. cut at each other's throats constantly. Dude. But oh, those man. fishing tournaments get yeah. Those wild. you don't catch a fish for more. It gets 35, 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah. It was always your dad's classic. It's degrees, every time he got back to the Benjamin, dog. we're going to the next coast. That was every time was. You know, Benjamin got a few solid strikes, but he couldn't get them in. You know, there were some solid <laughs> oh, strikes. That thing's four pounds. I Every saw it jump. I it saw was, it jump. He would always say solid strikes. Benjamin couldn't get them in. I'll tell you my absolute favorite. I hear him feeding over there. I hear, I hear <laughs> him feeding. I hear him feeding. That's insane. Yeah. Ben's doing like the motion perfectly right now. No, he's not. He's asking for water. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I like, uh, there's fish over there. I left Hold my. On. I left my. Or what's hilarious, we'll be in the middle of a bass tournament and. and my father, also known as Ted, Ted will see a, a school of white bass running in the middle of the lake, and even though it's a completely different kind of species than what we're trying to draw, yeah. he'll, he will literally 40-yard dash to the driver's seat and zoom over Dude. there. And then we'll zoom over there. They'll leave. He'll be, where'd they go? <laughs> Dude, the only thing I caught on those tournaments were white bass, like, every single time. Dude, those tournaments were cursed. I just remember there was one tournament that I couldn't go to, and so it was you, it was my, me, dad, my dad, and, and your dad. Yeah. And y'all weighed in white bass, and I was just like, I know, what? dude. It was it's a great tournament. because it was at Milton Hill, you and it's white bass. Yeah, you yeah. could have yeah. that tournament. That was like, oh. yeah. Dude, what about the, uh, the tournament, the chick tournament, Ben? Where you got disqualified or whatever? I didn't get disqualified. He just not it. No, they. So there's this one guy named Wendell who just like started making up rules on the fly, and all of a sudden, <laughs> every minute late that we were to the weigh-in was like minus a pound on our weight. But I think we we still won that tournament twice. So cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, flex on good time. Well, and then Carson. Me. When did we? When did you start doing worship arts? In sixth grade. So I Dang. guess we've probably known each other for that long. At you least. worship arts in sixth grade, Ben? Ben is an OG. Dang. He's an OG dude. I started off on, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on his name. Jeff Davis. I started off on his guitar because the guitar I had was my grandpa's from like 1972. And it didn't, 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 didn't have, have a pickup. Yeah. So yep. Jeff sixth Davis. Grade, me and Ben are OGs. Yeah, bro. 
it's been a while. And then, yeah, Seth, I feel like, honestly, I just, the Lord saved me, and my friendship's kind of changed. Amen. And now we're, we're homies. We are. Let's go, baby. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, uh, uh, I guess you've already thrown a, a, around the term seminary, so yeah. I should yeah. probably talk about that. Talk about where you're going. Wait, what's your life look like right now? You can start life updates. Yeah, let's do life start updates. Life updates? Yeah, like talk about kind of what's popping. What you, what let's you, crack a what, what does a day like in your life look like? What's a hey. day? Yeah. <laughs> what's a day in my life look like? Yeah, just, just what's, what's up? Because you're, you're at Southern Seminary. What's on your Yeah, um, it's been... It's I'm in a program where it's like I'm working on a bachelor's and a master's at the same time. It's a f- five-year program, and that <laughs> has humbled the heck out of me because it is a lot, and I'm just realizing, like, I'm in the program with a bunch of guys that are far more smart and mature and better at using their time well than I am. So it's been humbling in a lot of ways, but it's also really good. So... I'm taking a mix between master's level classes and undergrad. So the semester, um, I'm in my second semester of Hebrew, which is insane. I got a midterm this week. Oh, yeah, so, so do I. My on. midterm's due tonight for my capstone project. Okay. Sorry. Is it the, no. the whole all songs? No, it's two. Okay. But you can ahead. talk about that in a second. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So Hebrew, that class has been killer, like killer hard, but also good. <laughs> I uh, just finished translating through Genesis. Which All of it? Uh, so basically what he'll have us do, it's like break, broken up into chapters. So like we're like 20 chapters in. Each each chapter has like two, probably two chapters of Genesis. And our professor just has us spend like two hours a week translating. Golly. So now we're about to start Ruth, uh, which is cool. I'm also, I'm in New Testament 1, which has been... Just like honestly, like that New Testament class would be good for anybody to take because it's just like literally talking about the books of the Bible. Uh, I've next semester. Yeah, at Liberty, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other class? I know of one. Uh, I'm also yeah, uh, intro to missiology, just learning about missions, and what biblical missions looks Wait, like. Missiology. Missiology. Study the of study missions. of missions. Mission. Mission. Words. Me neither. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. She showed me soda. Up top, Girl Scout. <laughs> Girl Scout. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what the thing is? Isn't that what I've never no, heard that, that in my life? that is not a thing. I thought, I've heard people say, like... Did y'all say up top, Girl Scout? Isn't that a thing? I've never I've heard that. I've never heard that in my life. No and y'all both I just said it, it at the same no, time? No, no, it was Carson. It was I just feel like Carson. I've heard that somewhere. Let's make I've it a thing. up high, down low, too slow. It's a thing now. It is. Okay. Up top, Girl Scout. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll finish up real quick and, and chill out. But, uh, yeah, so missiology, it's been cool. Just learning about missions. Learning about the coolest thing has been learning about, like, what it what it's like to plant churches in unreached people groups, which That's is kind of cool. crazy. Interesting. Uh, and then my f- I'm in four classes. My fourth class is History of the Bible, and I'm writing a paper for it this week, um, and I'm really excited to do this. But it basically just, like, arguing for the historicity of Galatians because there's, like, critical scholars that say that, we can't get back to the original form of Galatians, but I'm arguing that Whoa. we can. Hmm. Never heard that argument ever. Yeah. Hmm. I'm still learning about it. But it's, yeah, I'm thankful because there's a lot of resources up there. So I, th- I think I was telling y'all, but literally yesterday I met with a guy from my church that uh, he's like a Greek professor at Voice, and he also like te- uh, teaches classes on like textual criticism and stuff. Um, but he just like sat down with me and talked through 
a bunch of stuff relating to that and just cool. how it shapes the Bible. So nice. it's, been, it's been good. Just grind in school and work it's in always, church. It's always a grind. And be informed. And be informed. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Don't. No, you don't have to. You don't it's have to. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. It's well, no, I am. That, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> that's, that's not like I just wake up and decide to be reformed. I just read the Bible and it reforms <laughs> that's me. That's right. Yes. I feel it in my feet. <laughs> I love that quote. I just read the Bible it's and it reforms favorite. me. I guess I'll go. Um, How's Carson? Life's been really good. Um, I'm I'm wrapping up some classes right now. Um, so my school does eight-week periods for classes. And so, sorry, Corey's making really weird faces right now, so I'm laughing. Nothing. It's nothing. But um, I'm wrapping up those eight-week classes right now. And so... I'm excited for that, and I have New Testament, like I said, next semester, which I'm really pumped for. I don't have any music classes, which kind of kind of blows. But yeah, life's been good. Uh, so wait, you, because you were taking music classes like a couple weeks ago, right? I'm in theory. Theory one wraps up next Friday is the last day. Oh dang! So they're so they they're wrap eight, up fast. They're eight week classes, so oh. it's like a lot of material really fast. Huh? Could you so draw a treble clef right now? I could. I'm a pretty good treble clef. Very drawer. impressive. But um yeah, and then I'm taking summer classes too, so I got to register for those. Which is fun. Speed running, taking guitar lessons online with Liberty, which is to be wild. Yeah. Oh, I have a good story. Um, Seth might get mad at me for telling this story. Uh-oh. So oh, I know what you're gonna say. So uh, so last Friday, me and Seth took a trip to Nashville for oh, work. Oh gosh. Seth is driving. Let me clarify. So we are on the way back. We're thirty. Hey, minutes what are we driving? What a vehicle? box truck. Specifics. A Penske, Penske, right? Penske. We are 30 minutes from the church. All I hear is dun, 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 dun. I went, oh no. Seth goes, the gas pedal stops working. We ran out of gas on the side of the road, 30 minutes from the church. Can I add a detail? Yeah. Go ahead, even though you weren't there. I wasn't there, but I just, this <laughs> astounded me whenever you called me and told me this. You drove to Nashville and back <laughs> in a Penske. Yep. And thought, Gas? Yeah. <laughs> is this is this the part where I defend myself? Yeah. Where yeah, I fight yeah, for my yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of a little out of a little monkey cage. Yeah, getting whipped yeah. by all these people. <laughs> like a little circus animal. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I I made a mistake and you live and you learn and I did some things that were not cool. But it's I not like you're like making a sin mistake. It wasn't like I, I, just, I formally apologize to character. all everyone that I heard. You were in Louisville at this point when this happened, right, Corey? Yeah. Yes. He was almost or I was I was on my way, and they called me. And I'm, like, probably an hour out from Louisville because I visited Benjamin this weekend, which was great. Benjamin? Benjamin. 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 <laughs> I visited Benjamin. And, um, yeah, I get this call. And just the classic, like, Dude, you're not gonna believe this. Just cracking up, dude. This, you're not gonna believe. I this. was laughing. Seth was not. Yeah, it was, it was. It was Carson I that called bad. me. Seth was over there having a mental breakdown in the driver's yeah, seat. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I will say it falls on both parties though, because passenger princess, part of your 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 obligations and your duties is you got to make sure you guys got gas. Hey, I was just pumping the tunes the whole time. At least you weren't in Nashville when this happened. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys were like Seth's dad saved us. He did. Thank you, Joel. He gave us some W. Joel. Joel's w a dog. Joel. Joel's always a bit uh, just a W. Joel is a dub. How's his I garden agree. going? Huh? How's his garden? 
great, I think. Really? <laughs> uh, I don't really keep up with it, but we're getting a fence installed for oh, our backyard. That's big what so kind of veggies you got for the garden? Dude, we got so many vegs. We got let's let's we got tomatoes we got oh you see no stop that's a fruit sorry uh wrong sorry king cory <laughs> my bad bow right now yeah okay <laughs> we got a lot of stuff but it's going good i think but thanks for asking yeah all right cory how's life dude life is so good i visited benjamin in louisville this weekend I keep saying Benjamin. I can't make up my mind if he's Ben or Benjamin. You just reformed friend. Oh my god! I hang he's out the, with he's RF. I hung out with Radio Mr. Reformed. <laughs> oh Captain, I'm I hu- sorry. I hung Captain out with reformed. John Calvin Jr. No, dude, there's a guy named John Calvin in one of my classes at Liberty. I think I told you to that. John yeah. Calvin be saying some stuff sometimes. Sorry, you I know, I know. Huh? Did you meet him? What I meant to no, say was I talked books. with. Uh, I went and visited my Puritan friend. And oh, okay. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I visited him really good weekend visiting that campus. I'd never been before. The culture is very interesting, like cool, but some parts that I was like, kind of just like, wow. You visited my church last weekend. Yeah, I did. Your church was awesome. I loved your church. And we had a uh, marriage seminar on Saturday. It was not marriage. Singleness. singleness, singleness, marriage. That's what, oh, that's all, all the same. That's what we were. We talked about marriage for like ninety. Well, yeah, but it was more so navigating the single part of it, yeah. like prior to. Yeah, and then also doing marriage right once you're there, but also just how to get from singleness to marriage. You know, that's right, baby. Need all the help I that's can get. That's what it's all about, you know. <laughs> anyway, I, that was a joke. Funny, funny. I, I know it was. Anyway, so so that was really cool. And then work this week has been. Decently calm. I had a jam session with my coworkers uh, yesterday. I figured out this blew my mind. One of my coworkers, he has a Fender Twin Reverb. Twin Verb sounds so good. And and a Fender Reverb Deluxe, both from the '60s. He has both. Those are. Two just so actual mama ants. Oh my! Did, did you see my quote? I texted you guys last night. I think I think so. One of them. So the guy who has those, he looked at me and he said, "Yeah, I don't use pedals on my guitar you don't need because em. these amps sound too good. You don't need them. Yeah, dude, it sounded so good. So well, we, we jammed. Yeah, it was super fun. Even my blues junior, I can get a really solid tone without a pedal board. Yeah, yeah. Two amps are just dial that puppy Two amps are just. Get <laughs> so that analog warmth, that that yeah, living, buddy. and you get the yeah. real spring tank in the amp. Yeah, the so real reverb. Mine's a spring tank in it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that you know, a couple of cool things going on. Nothing too crazy. Oh wait, I went to the you. I went to the Tennessee Auburn basketball game where with Dalton dunks with Drew Duncan, my hero, and Dalton connect. Oh my gosh. Dalton Connect is the best basketball player to ever touch a basketball at the University of Tennessee. He's a dog. He is a white mix of Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant. He's unreal. Didn't didn't Jonas Adu say he's white mamba or something like yeah, that? Yeah, dude. People are saying he's got like white mamba mentality, and then they're saying <laughs> he's the white Kevin Durant. Like he's just so good at basketball, and he's gonna take us to the Final Four. Oh, did I say that? Whoops. Okay, what's like everybody's like? Oh, we got to get to the Final Four. Like, who cares? Because if you get to the Final Four, then people want to come play at your school. Okay. It's a recruiting thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to get a natty, bro. 
I mean, yeah. I'm trying to get yeah. a 92, but Final Four looks great. I mean, Ricky ain't getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> Seth was talking to Rick Barnes the other day, and he's just yeah, he's well, really asking him to get that 94. <laughs> Dude, no, I'll say this, too. Toby Iwaka, if you're out there, he a dog. I know you're out there somewhere. With a you're w. my favorite player on the Tennessee basketball team. I want you to know that. He's a dog. Did you guys, can did I rant about something with UT sports right now? Okay. Please. So, UT baseball, there's not been one game on regular TV the whole season. Well, we're playing like East Wichita State Community College. No. <laughs> we, we played like good teams, and they've been on Flow Baseball and SEC Network Plus. Like, what is this? I, I want to watch I'll baseball. I'll it up with them. We I'll play, go let them play. I love baseball. We play Bama here in a couple weeks. I love baseball, and it's I can't watch up. it. Just go in person. Okay. This thing's about to be an hour and a half long. Nah. We, can, we can move on if you want, Ben. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Sorry we're not in your time. No, no, no. All no. right, guys. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, I, this is my first podcast. Guys, you know, I've been thinking of a question all week that I want to know. Dude. <laughs> Lay it on me. I have been waiting all week to ask you this. What is it? What's the question? So, POV, you walk into a room. POV. Every time you walk into a room, a song is going to play. What is that song that is going to play every time you walk into a room? Dude. I think Mr. So Mr. Reform Wait, should start well, us off. Well, he hasn't had much time to think no, about it. No, I already know. Oh, you do? Oh, it's, yeah. probably, okay, it's probably like uh, Getty's it's probably worship song. Okay. Hey, hey, let him cook. Why y'all, cook. y'all take me? Y'all, it's the tulip song. Y'all take me way too seriously. I'm just joking. Uh, am I allowed to? Am I, can I play a little? Is that, is that going to like? Uh, no, we can't play Copyright anything. stuff. It, it'll oh, get taken that's right. All of our thousands of listeners. You can sing it. You can sing it. All of our billions of dollars. No, it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a vocal. What is it? What's the song? So, I just want to paint a picture real quick. Dude, I was going to paint a picture. You paint it right now. It's about, I mean, let's say it's about September, like, 16th, okay? Okay. It's, okay. A, it's a crisp 60 degrees 9, 16, outside. 24. You know, it's, it's about, you know, 7 o'clock. Mm. All you can see is just orange and white oh. all the way around. <laughs> and you see, what was our kicker's name last year? Charles, Charles Campbell? You see Charles Campbell take his steps and get ready for the kickoff. Mm. And I mean, your your blood's pumping. I know what song you're talking about. Give me some what of the. What is that song called? Give me some of the. It's called the. Oh, gosh. The dot. Joker, Joker and the Thief by Wolf Mother. Yeah. It's our kickoff song. That is also the song that I play before I write papers. No Cause way. Because it, it just gets me. Wolf Mother's cool. I'm just like, if I just want to run through a wall. And then. <laughs> That keyboard catches smoke. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Joker and the Thief. Yeah. That's, That's insane. Seth, let me guess. Uh, I guarantee I know who this band is going to be. It's not 21 Pilots. What? Because that's, that's like too predictable. That's too easy. Okay. Okay. Uh, you guys know I play the drums. You do? What? Oh, he does. I do. do. And uh, some might say that. I'm known for some people might know me just because I play the drums, you know. Like that me. might be the only thing they know about me. Um, but like, okay, POV. I POV. ride on this old train. POV. I walk into a room, and uh, this is gonna fit perfectly, no matter what event it is, no matter what event. Like it's a wedding, it's a, it's a funeral, it's a like little coffee shop, it's someone's house, it's a church, it's. Anything. This is gonna fit perfectly, but okay. I I walk in and Caravan starts playing from the hit movie Whiplash. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. That's such a good one. And it one. plays and it plays the entire time. And I air drum the solo perfectly. <laughs> Does so it play the whole song every yeah. time you walk in? Yeah, like you, you can't stop it. I love that. That's yeah. great. 
That's it. Carson or me? Your choice. You should go, Corey. Okay. Well, let me paint a picture because I was going to paint one as well. We're all painting today. <coughs> We're painting? Grew? Wait, wait. P-O- is this a POV? Is this a POV? Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> POV. Okay. 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 <laughs> Grew from Despicable Me. He's doing his little sneaky walk. His bum, 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 bum. He's sneaky walking. Victor has shrunk the moon and taken it from Gru. This is canon. Bum, 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 bum. But Gru walks in. Victor doesn't see him. Gru takes the moon. He goes, ah, the moon is mine. Thank you. Um, the only reason wow. I can play that is because it's over 100 years old, so copyright doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is called Takata and Fugue oh, in yeah. D minor. It's like Makata. Mm. Just like I you. Love Makata. Dude, I would, I would, I would <laughs> slam some Makata right now. Yeah. I'm not but, even gonna lie. But for choosing that song, that's the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. Just kidding. For choosing that song, <laughs> I just think it's. Because, you know, some people are like, oh, walk-in song. I'm going to do, like, an ACDC, like, bah, bah, nah, nah. Yeah. no, no. I want to walk in, and you just hear, <laughs> deeds are about to <laughs> enact right now. It's just the most He just goofy. wants to be mysterious. Yeah. No, no, mysterious, like, actual mysterious would be, like, some indie, like, yeah, yeah, Interstellar or something. Oh, you're quirky. Okay. Nah, nah. This is, like. It's like he about to do something devious. Yeah, he about to steal the moon. You know that picture of Patrick where he's like he's got that little smirk and he's got his hands like rubbing yeah, together. That's what I think yeah. about. It's pretty good, dude. Pretty awesome, thanks, Carson. Thanks, man. You're pulling up bag. a song right now. I, I think. Get in my bag for that. So I I I, I kind of like changed mine a little bit. So is this a POV or no? The POV. <laughs> POV. It's always a POV. That's funny. Um, let me. I need to type this in real quick. Uh. You had all of three people to prepare. Sorry. I, I, my, <laughs> my idea changed. I'm just joshing with you. You heard I, my Requiem or whatever that was. So I don't know what that was called. Pretty Requiem. much, right. I thought about being basic. You know, I was going to say War Pigs oh. or Power by Kanye West. No uh, Kanye, please. You know, but because Didn't he mentioned Kanye on another podcast? Yeah, he did. Go watch. I did. Begging. But because of my, um, I mean, listen. my Pentecostal background... You know, oh baby! All I want to hear when I walk in the room is some Holy Ghost spirit and oh, I will, I will. There's power in that water, power. Yes. Right, PB, that place. I'm running. There are fire tongues falling from the sky yes. as I'm yes. running through. In this song, place. It's beautiful, such a good song, dude. Church and in B flat. Song. Church and in B flat. Just church and in B flat. Sorry. See, you, buddy. That's it. Well, that's a good answer, dude. You know what, guys? You know what we should do I right now? Do you have another song. pressing question? Because I really could just use, I could use another question right now. Do I have another question? Dude, don't I have tons of questions? You know, all right, here we go. I'm so ready. If you could be any inanimate object, what the? What would you be? I prepared for another question. Inanimate? You said you wanted another fun question. No, I know. I prepared for a different one. Oh, no, that got changed. 
Sorry. Thanks for telling me. I didn't know what the other one was. I kind of forgot to delete it. If you can't tell, the production on this podcast is like top tier. It's been a crazy it's week, guys. Like yeah, Carson's just been changing insane. everything last minute because no, he's been too busy talking I was in to it, I'll other start people. I really you like your bass pro, 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 pro shop chat. <laughs> I do. You know what? You know what? No more other fun questions. Let's no. Never mind. You know what? Let's let's dive deep, guys. Wait, are we going to talk about the music we've been listening to? Music. I can really forgot. Dude, that's like. What are you doing? Do you want to see this? Yeah, I, I lost the plan. I feel like I, I have a pit pretty good grasp on. I do too, but our captain, he's brain dead. I'm sorry. I'm struggling today, guys. I'm excited I'm to talk about some music. No, it's okay, Carson. All right. I just really want to talk about music. What y'all been listening to? Ben? Uh, okay, am I going first? Well, you said you really want to talk about music. Listen, bro. Listening. I'm going to do a little, like, a two-fold thing. Um, so, I'll do, like, worship and then secular. Okay. Um so with worship What's music, the you listen to episode one. <laughs> oh, that's insane. What's the difference? Um, I've been on. There's basically two groups that I've been on. Uh, Sovereign Grace Worship, in my opinion, it's my my favorite uh, worship group. Um, it's really solid biblical congregational. Uh, cool. Good, good, good worship songs. Specifically, though. I've been on the Gettys recently, and specifically, like they're they're Irish, right? Uh, which Never heard many of well, Dude. listen, they're I'm gonna I'm gonna it. send you some songs. Like there, there's one song that they did with Ricky Skaggs. Um, there's just been several other songs that they've done that just like have like the like the what is it like a violin kind of thing, but it's Irish fiddle a fiddle. Well, I think a fiddle and a violin it, are interchangeable. It it's almost, just how you play it. It almost sounds kind of bluegrassy, but it's also got like some bagpipes in there. Yeah, I don't Let's know. Go. But it's like good musically, and the Yetis always have theologically sound lyrics. The bagpipe worship. I rock with that. I, I appreciate worship that I can just listen to and not worry about lyrics and just know that they're solid. Yeah. So, yeah. And then uh, as far as secular, I've been in like some. Uh, some folky recently, mm. you know, oh. like folky. You're like playing that in the car when I was in Louisville. Borderline. Um, Tyler Crunch. Childers. Yeah, like Tyler I Childers. How do you say this? This is gonna be like camp with two A's. Is it just called camp? I have no idea. I don't know. I've never heard of them. Uh, yeah, camp. I've been listening to a lot of them. Uh, the Lumineers, which I like, didn't yeah. listen to before. But it's just kind of like, it's literally. I literally have a playlist called Mountain Music. And yeah, I just, dude. Like, I, I just want to listen to music like that it. makes me want to. Climb a mountain. So. I went through that phase in fall, for sure, when everything was nice and folly. But yeah. folly, nice. I'd be missing Tennessee and Louisville. It's been making me. I don't think I've like heard that in a long time. Well, I miss Tennessee, but I also know that I'm going to be in Louisville for a while, and I'm happy to be in Louisville for a while. But I do I'm miss I Tennessee. Yes. Well, you want me to go? I mean, if you insist, I'll go. I've been listening, so like I'm gonna do Ben's style here. So the the worship music aspect, of course, Joseph O'Brien. I'm Joseph O'Brien fanboy. Been listening to him a lot, but then like gratitude, you know, it's like overplayed, you know. But when you like listen to the song, it's literally incredible. Yes. And so I've been mixing down the tracks from Alumni Band and like the version y'all did of Gratitude. Yes. Is so good, and I have been. I mean, I've listened to it for. Five hours straight yesterday, mixing it down. Have you got any final mixes on those? Um, Gratitude's pretty much done. You should send it to me. I did yesterday. That's not. That's did you send me the whole song? Yeah. Are you for real? Yeah. That's the like. I have one more pass of just little stuff to do, but 
Heck, gratitude is just so good. That bridge fires me up. I could run through a mountain after I hear that bridge. It's it's, it's nice. It's just really great. Come on, my soul, don't you get shy on me? That's so good. It's just like, no, it's in the group chat. But um, yeah, that song, and then like secular music. I've kind of been all over the place, but I've listened to a lot more country this week. Um, I've listened to a good bit of Dylan Marlowe. I'm a big Dylan Marlowe fan. He's a believer, and so like he put a video out. So I don't know if you all heard of the stuff that happened at Georgia. No, no. And so there was a girl there that like she was just like on a run, and like some dude just like shot her. Right, bro. And so did she survive? No, and she there was no motive. Just rando? Yeah. And so Dylan Marlowe went to Georgia and had a concert for students and played Gratitude. Dang. And so that's what got me back on the song. So Dylan Marlowe is just an absolute unit. He's he's a believer and like he's vocal about his faith. And so like I've been listening to his music a lot this week. But yeah, there's been some other stuff, but pretty much mainly Dylan Marlowe. Is that your secular thing? Yeah. I, yeah, I you taught him listened, in. You haven't listened to anything else? I taught him in. Bill Marlowe saying gratitude and gratitude's my worship song I've listened to all this week. That's it? Yeah. Is Corey are you like trying to coax out another answer from him or no, I was just it's making just sure oh, okay. it's not secular enough, Carson. Well no, yeah. I was just making sure that's all you've been listening to. That's all. That's it? That's it? Nothing else? Nah. Okay. All I'll go right. I'll go ahead then. Okay. Seth, you can have last. Save the best for last. Okay. <laughs> um so, oh, I about played that classical song again. Um, I've been listening to Billy Joel quite a bit. That's my secular thing. Jilly Bowl. Jilly Bowl. Jilly Bowl. Yes, Jilly Bowl. I've been listening to some Jilly Bowl. And, dude, you, this one's going to make everybody cringe and lose their mind and make fun of me. I've been listening to some Disney songs. Dude, that's not great. I've also been listening to Disney New songs. New Disney or old Disney? No, like stuff for, it, it's called, my play, uh, My playlist is Disney titled Long. Childhood Throwback. Like, what, I've been listening to like Disney Channel. I listen to like Teen Beach Movie and High School Musical songs. See, mine, mine is like, like Moana, Madagascar, yeah. uh, Little Mermaid, Frozen. You are quirky like Disney. that. Okay, it? it's, it's Childhood Throwback. Okay, okay it's I was just curious. Like, I, oh, I have no idea. I don't know. I think it's, it's DreamWorks, right? You're right. It's DreamWorks. Let me know when you start talking about Mr. Mosby from Sweet Life on Deck. No, dude, you don't know nothing about, um, what is this song? Love is an Open Door? Yeah. I do know something oh. about that. Love Frozen was a great movie, door. and I'm pre- done pretending that it's not. Dude, Frozen, Frozen is, is good. so good. It's so good. Old Disney movies were made for families. They are good. It's yeah. Frozen They're not just an old Disney garbage movie. like they are now. Yes. Old, yeah. I think it, was it came like out 2000 like 2012. Yeah. 14. 13. New Disney movies are just garbage. They're just all political and gender pushed. Their old movies were met for families, and they are Tell so good. Tell them. Yes. Teen Beach movie, top tier movie. Frozen release date, 13. November 27th, 2013. Dude, High School Musical is years. so good. Camp Rock. I never was a huge High School Musical guy. I love High School Musical. But Frozen, dude. Mm. What about Camp Rock? You Camp Rock guy? Mm, eh. I don't think so. I was so. a big Jonas Brothers fan. Team Beach time. Movie. Did y'all ever watch 16 oh, Wishes? Yes. That was Debbie That Ryan thing was on repeat on Disney Channel at all times. I'm not going to lie. I really like that movie. Was that Debbie It's Ryan? good. It's good. I don't remember. I don't know actors. Yeah, it is Debbie the Ryan. Jesse Girl. Yeah, Jesse Girl. Also, dude, uh, the mama from uh, Good Luck Charlie. Yeah. Apparently, she's like solid. 
Let's go. Like she, she's, <laughs> she, she be, yeah, I think so. Like she, she shows up is to, no, I'm not sure about that. If she is, then we got other issues. But, uh, uh, that's the truth. Uh, but she like has been showing up at like school board meetings, like just like doing her thing, dude. Where? I don't know. I just like, I don't even know how. I don't know. You just know she's been going to school board. <laughs> like, no, no. Like, you know, like like some, like, Candace Owens kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, she'd be, she'd be like a... Candace Owens is a wild individual. Yeah. I'm not. Is that the political speaker? Yeah, right? yeah I think yeah. it's, it's like, she's, she seems like she's a believer, but also just like, and I'm not trying to get political because I'm not, I'm not much of a political guy myself, but she'd just be standing for the good, good ethical, moral things. We, sure. we respect people in the public eye that do that. Sure. So. sure. Seth? I'm not going to spend too long on this because we got to get into our deep dive. We're going to die. But also, if I deep dive on this too much, everyone will hate me. Uh But uh, We all love you, Seth. My favorite band came out with a new single this week. Who's your favorite band again? 21 Pilots came out with a new single? All 21 of the Pilots? Wait, no, I'm genuinely asking. They came out with a new single? It's called Clancy, isn't it? Okay, I'm answering Corey's question. Yes, they genuinely did. When? Yesterday at 1 p.m. They dropped a a single called Overcompensate. Uh, it's off of their new album called the Clancy, called okay. dropping uh, May 17th. That's it. I love the song. The Wait, 21 Pilots um, lore is so interesting. I used to listen to 21 Pilots. Dude. Taking my time All on right, that's ride. You guys are going to make me cringe, okay? You guys are going to make <laughs> me flip out of my mind. But, hey, Can listen, I'll because I'll, I'll, I have been listening to that on repeat, but before that came out, I'll shout out Ben because I know Ben likes this. I've been listening to Far Caspian. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, I love those guys. I think it's actually just one guy. Peak driving music. But yeah, I I do listen to to them him a lot. So that's it. Cool. You know what, guys? You know what we should do right now? Deep dive. We dive deep. We should dive deep right now. Let's dive. I'm diving. Give me a snorkel. Let's dive so deep that we can't go no deeper. <laughs> Ariana Trench? You said never that like heard an of AI it. generated robot. <laughs> let's dive so deep we can't dive deeper. Come on, buddy. Let's Come go. On. Yeehaw. What are we diving into? What are quit quit putting me on edge. What is it? What's the deep dive? What are we diving into? Are you guys ready for this? Come let's on. Lean let's lean in here. I'm leaning in. Alright, guys. What does it look like to be a faithful church member? Come on. What does it look like? Do ben, we, you want to start do, us do off? Do we want to go right in? Let's go right in. Okay. Come on, Ben. Ben has so, been doing some sweaty preps. Can, can I lay a scene real quick of what I see? Just lay the scene. Ben we all has see it right an now. ESV study Bible covered in highlights open. Inside of the ESV study Bible, he has a book on a church nine membership. marks book on church membership with probably 15 or 20 folded corners that he's going to reference. Not that much. Not that much. Anyway. I'm now go ahead. I just, um, I just gonna, wanted to lay out. The heat. I wanted to lay out the scene because we're oh. all sitting like blank or iPhone or something. He just got he got the the stuff. He's well, bringing the heat. I mean, like my thought process is this: there's only really one verse I don't want to dig into because oh, we wow. just we only just one verse. well we just heard a sermon um, up at school about this passage and it's very relevant to what we're talking about. And also, just a little intro, a little shout out to the book. Um, yeah, you know how I, t- I told you you're not ready for the lean dog? <laughs> the lean dog? The lean yeah, dog? he texted me. He said, bro, you're not ready for lean dog. You're not ready for lean dog. So this is uh, a book titled Church Membership. Uh, it's written by Jonathan Lehman. He's one of my just favorite all-around dudes. 
Um, I listen to a podcast called Pastors Talk a lot, and he's on there with Mark Dever, and he just he's just a funny guy, but he's also a solid guy. So, um, really thankful for his work and just for Nine Marks in general. Um, do I need to yeah, put the mic closer? Sorry, I'm, I'm a noob. When you talk. I'm a noob. Um, I was talking to Seth about it. Nine Marks has just been a super super helpful organization uh, for me they they put out a lot of resources a lot of like easy to read shorter just super practical resources and their main goal is just to partner um, and help build healthy churches so partner with pastors help them to build healthy churches partner with just lay people in the church and just show them what it's like to be um, members of a healthy church and how they can contribute to the health of a church because one one point we'll talk about is a church is its members. So the members of the church have a lot to do with the health of the church. And so just like we are the intern office. You know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the it's interns like the that. interns we make the, the office. Are the interns. The office don't make the, the interns. office with no interns? Just an office. You listeners right now, y'all are the intern office. You're, You're part. We're all one. You're part of it. But my my reasoning for using this book is cuz honestly, if we're honest with each other, uh, this guy probably has more thought out answers than we could make in like a couple days. So I mean, I would assume. Yeah. So I mean, if he if he can write a book on it, like let's just start where he's at and consider his thoughts and see if we agree or disagree, and hopefully it can be helpful for all of us. Yeah. So. Okay. Church membership. I think what we have to do first before we talk about uh, what it means to be a healthy church member. I think the first thing we need to um, determine is what is a church and what is a church member. Dude, I literally have a what is a church thing pulled up right now. Come on. Well, yeah, and God questions, awesome. Um, there's Not as good as his book, but awesome. No, I mean, it's. I'm just I, I use God. I just like to make bunnies. I use God questions quite a bit. Um, so Isn't it all like, like, a, like a board of pastors? I don't. Yeah, you just kind of take it one at a time. It, I mean, sometimes I. Like, very. Very few times I've seen like things where I'm like, eh, maybe not. But for the most part, um, it's been really good. Yeah. Should I move this like over here? Yeah, just put it like in front of it. Because okay. you're, if you're going to be like reading it and talking. I have not yeah. done this before. It's okay. Yeah, as audio engineers, we can guide you. Yeah. That's right, Seth. Team us. Woo! What was the Girl Scout thing you said? Up top, Girl Scout. Up top, up top Girl oh, Scout. Okay, so <laughs> if you guys are okay with it. I'm okay with it. Stand with us I am going to read. That is crazy. <laughs> I'm going to read Jonathan Lehman's definition of a local church. And then after I read it, I'm going to read basically the three things that he is bringing out in his definition. So, okay. quoting Jonathan Lehman, here is my single sentence institutional definition of a local church A local church is a group of Christians who regularly gather in Christ's name to officially affirm and oversee one another's membership in Jesus Christ and his kingdom through gospel preaching and gospel ordinances. Okay. That's a pretty loaded definition. So he breaks it down several pages later. Um, and he basically is saying that there are several ep- elements um, present in his uh, definition. And... So those elements, he has five parts, right? First part, it's that a church is a group of Christians. So one of the things Baptists, um, contrary to like a Presbyterian church, Baptists believe that um, 
churches and church membership is just limited to born-again Christians. So like in a Presbyterian church, you could technically be a member without being a Christian. Um, so they, Presbyterians, for the most part, and that might not be the case all, all the way around, but for the most part, I understand it to be that Presbyterians don't necessarily like put the same value on regenerate are they church. More, are they, is it more based on like uh, attendance, I guess, then? Uh, not necessarily. There's a lot of pres- Presbyterian churches that are really, really, really solid and biblically yeah. based. I don't um, know. I'm saying like to be considered yeah, a member of the church. Yeah, it's it's more more or less like this is how I have heard and understood it. Uh, Oscar could, yeah. could be wrong, but uh, they they view it as more of a way to like keep attendance in a sense. I have a really close Presbyterian friend, and that's kind of like what he told me. Um, so yeah, so it's a group of Christians. It's a regular gathering, um, a congregation-wide exercise of affirmation and oversight. Um, fourth, the purpose of officially representing Christ and his rule on earth. They gather in his name. And fifth, the use of preaching and ordinances, the ordinances being baptism and the Lord's Supper yep. uh, for these purposes. So I think that's a pretty standardized, not too yeah. controversial. Any thoughts? Yeah. What I, One thing. Oh, go ahead. Going to me. Yeah, you. Like um, reading this Got Questions article, like we just need to like break it down. Like, cause like obviously you have your local church, but also like the universal church, like the whole body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like. Cause it's local churches. The, and so yeah. like, yeah, it breaks it down. And it was like, like how we need to remember like there's like there's the universal church and, and then there's the local church too. And so like, I don't know. Um, just kind of like a remind us to that of like, how do we navigate like local church versus the universal church? You know, like, well, I can add this. And like I said, this is another not super <laughs> in, informed opinion. Uh, this is honestly, I was listening to pastors talk and this is just like something that Mark Dever said. And I'm not sure how confident he was in his exact statistic, but he basically said in the new Testament, like his, his number was like nine, like, and he was kind of saying it like satirically to prove a point. So yeah. I'm sure this probably isn't exact, but he was basically saying like 97% of the um, references to the, to the church and the new Testament is referring to a local church and like the Greek word ecclesia. So I think when we see church in the new Testament, um, the first thing that comes to mind is just like local churches. Like you look at Paul's epistles, he's writing to specific regions yeah, yeah. Um, and specific local churches to those regions. So that like when we say uh, of what is a faithful church member, we are like, uh, at least this is where I'm coming from. I'm talking about specifically a local church, because I would argue that your responsibilities to the members in your local church is different in ways than your responsibilities to just, which you have, you have Christian responsibilities to people in the universal church, but because as part of a local church, you're, you're signing a membership covenant with one another to do specific things and to, to like have spiritual oversight over one another. There's like a extra responsibility um, for those within your local church. And I would, I would almost argue that for the capital C universal church, like, I think most of your responsibilities is just be a Christian. Yeah. Like, if you're a Christian, you're a part of the capital C church. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that is your responsibility. Yeah. But I think that's a, a helpful distinction to make oh, for yeah. listeners. It's like when we talk about being a church member, we're talking about one specific yeah. your church body. body. Yeah. 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 Not, the, not the universal church. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? You know what I thought was interesting? Did it mention, like, worship at all? 
Um, I don't think it did. I think it, it definitely assumes worship because I mean okay. the ultimate, the purpose of the church is to carry on Christ's kingdom and yeah. give Him glory through that. Okay. Uh, I just thought it was interesting how it was like it, we don't, or not like we don't, but it, it didn't say like in the definition like we sing worship songs or there's corporate worship. Well, I mean, like I mean, obviously, like like I. The, I know Jonathan Lehman holds to the regulative principle, and they have worship in the churches because the Bible has worship in it, and it calls for worship and calls for us to sing songs to one another. Also, just um, throwing out the word regulative principle, that's kind of a big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, regulative principle is the principle that we do within the church what the Bible tells us to do, and that's it. Like, basically... Like to avoid any sort of falsehood or false practice, um, like nine marks would hold to the regulative principle. Like we're going to do what the Bible tells us to do. Not that like obviously there's things in this middle ground that like maybe aren't necessarily in Scripture, but aren't um, forbidden by Scripture. It's like oh, can we do these things? Can we not? Yeah, the yeah. regulative principle says let's just do what the Bible says to do. Yeah, yeah we That's talked about that. Safer. I was say we got into the regulative principle. We didn't title it that but we got into it when talking about secular music or no it was church in the culture versus culture in the church that was the episode we were talking about and um yeah we got into that and yeah we landed on a i don't know (laughs) (laughs) very tough but yeah i want i want to yeah, you go ahead. On, if that's okay. To what you said, Seth, his fourth point, um, I think, kind of assumes worship. Yeah. Uh, because he says. And I'm not like. The per. The, no, no, I, no. Like, I, yeah. like, and obviously, I, I want to clarify that because that's a huge part of what we do in church. Yeah, right. But he says uh, the purpose of officially representing Christ and His rule on earth, they gather in His name, and I think that that sort of presupposes worship. And as we represent Christ, we're bringing Him glory on earth. Um, so the, yeah, so that's that's definition of a church according to Jonathan Lehman. What is church membership according to Jonathan Lehman? So he he says to offer another clunky definition, we can say that church membership is a formal relationship between a church and a Christian, characterized by the church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship and the Christian's submission to living out his or her discipleship in the care of the church. And so he does the same thing with this definition, and he kind of lists the aspects of his definition. He breaks it down into three points. Uh, Point number one, a church body formally affirms an individual's profession of faith and baptism as credible. Point number two, it promises to give oversight to that individual's discipleship. And lastly, point number three, the individual formally submits his or her discipleship to the service and authority of of this body and its leaders. Any thoughts? Agree, disagree? That was a lot, but I think I agree with all of it. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a, it's an information yeah, load. Stood out. Yeah, yeah there's nothing that was. This like, is just to set up. Yeah, makes sense. Just to sound of set, set a foundation. This right. isn't necessarily supposed to be controversial. It's just like what we see in scripture. Yeah. Um, and so it's really cool. Um, he talks a lot about is church membership biblical. And he's obviously, if you read the Bible, you're not going to see the word church membership, but he just takes a chapter and just walks through Acts and just talks about different Mm -hmm. things in the book of Acts Mm -hmm. that just shows that there was an intentional, 
like funny. like I have that on my notes in acts like when they talk about and there was this many people yeah. that got saved this day that means that they counted them you know and it, and, it, and it constantly uses terminology of like those in christ those that believe and so he basically walks through acts and basically shows like although the bible doesn't specifically say hey look at this verse it says church membership like it it shows it in the life of the early church in Acts. Yeah, so you're saying numbers mattered. <laughs> no. Just out of I mean, they do matter. Opposition. They do they do no, they I do just, matter. I don't press they're you. just they're just not get away with this They're just not No, that's not that's not like and 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 they didn't keep track of numbers in the early church because that was their goal. That I would argue that that like in line with what we're talking about today, um, Jonathan Lehman was using the fact that they kept track of the number of people because they felt sort of a responsibility to have oversight over those people. They're not just people listening. Like they want to know like how many people are here, how many people believe because they believe trying to be responsible. they have a responsibility. Like yeah. yeah. I agree. I just, I can't let you start, you know, I, and I, I mean, press you we, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Press me. I can't let go you go, go ahead. Free. I mean, but also you just continue to read the, the new Testament, read Paul. It's clear in Paul's teaching that he's not interested in producing numbers. Oh, he's sure. like Ephesians four. Sure. Ephesians 4 is what comes to mind. Um, his, his goal is to pre- present mature disciples to Christ um, for his glory. So, yeah. Also, and, good to remember, I think we talked about, like, the role of a church isn't necessarily, like, to save the lost but equip the saints to go, like, share the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's like that's, like, a good, like, thing to memorize. Like, as a faithful church member, you're, like, going in with the mindset of, I'm here to learn about the word so I can go out and share it. It's not I'm coming here to mark check my box off and sit here and, uh, tune out and listen to some guy talk for 30 minutes. It's can, to be able to like learn to share the gospel well. Good word. Can you can you repeat that verse again that you quoted? Like what what it, like the what did I quote? Equip the saints. Um, was that a verse or did you just say that? that? No, that's a verse. It's a verse, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't is know. It the in Galatians. I was just gonna say, just like pointing out what you said and going along with it. I totally agree. One thing that's interesting is that church leaders are called to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah. And my pastor, just like back in Louisville, was had, had a sermon where he talked about, you know, it's my job to equip you to do the work of ministry, not necessarily do it myself. And that yeah. was that was a whole, because that, that just kind of, when you, when you read that passage, like equip the saints for the work of ministry, that just sort of eliminates this lazy church membership that we see today where they just show up to be yeah. entertained, you know, yeah, where we're, as church members, we're the ones being equipped to do the work of ministry. Yeah. It's Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. That's what, that's right, what just, Ben just referenced. <laughs> that's crazy. Sweaty Ben. No. Uh, okay, so we have a little bit of a baseline of what a local church is and what a um, church members is, is, like definition by Jonathan Lehman. Now we're going to start getting into what it means to be a healthy church member or a good faithful church member yeah i would argue too step zero is be a faithful christian yeah because you can't like pour out if you're not like being poured now into, like, can i push back on that push back i would argue that you can't be a faithful christian without being a faithful church member i think he's more just being like faithful like the, the disciplines what, of prayer i was gonna everything. say disciplines like like in the things you can do on your end do them yeah, and I, I totally agree. Like, I know situations of, and this is not like somebody in specific I'm thinking about, but just I've heard multiple situations of like, man, church just is tough right now. I'm not getting anything out of it or, or, or something along those lines. And then it's like, okay, are you reading? Are you praying? 
Are you, is your life worship? And then it's like, well, no, I've missed reading the past five days. And mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I prayed. It's like, well, okay. You know, maybe, maybe it's a both parties. Yeah. Kind of like you it's get, a, you get out what you put in kind of yeah. thing. Like it's a walk with the Lord. It's not this, I'm going to go to the gym once a week and that's it. It's a constant, like you're walking with the Lord. Yeah. So. It's not working out. It's food. It's yeah. Food and, water. and I would just add to that, like. I agree with what you're saying, totally. Um, I just think, as I've grown in, the under, in like my understanding of church and the importance of a local church, I think I kind of see them encompassed into one. Because ultimately, who's responsible for stirring you and holding you accountable for practicing your spiritual disciplines? It should be members and leaders in your local church. Yeah, so I, I think, agree. I don't necessarily think it's a one and they then two. They complement each other. They, they're yeah. definitely like totally. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like I agree. Your church is encouraging you to do disciplines, but also at the end of the day, you, you have, have to. to do them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I gave Corey a little preface before here that Jonathan Lehman ain't afraid to beat the bush. Ooh. He told me this, and, and a little I kept asking. I said, what do you mean by that? What? He ain't afraid to beat the bush. And, and basically what I was getting at is, like, some people like to beat around the bush. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Lehman isn't afraid to just beat the bush. So uh, this is where we're going to get into a little bit more of a uh, – he's, uh, he's, he's going to be honest. And okay. I think it's some good things to consider. So I'm just going to hit you with a couple quotes, just some quick thoughts. Let's move through these pretty quickly because oh. there is a couple lists that I want to work through and get some – more in-depth thoughts. Uh, so just a couple things. He's making an assumption about the majority of his audience. A uh, couple quotes. If you are a Christian living, excuse me, if you're a Christian living, living in Western democracy, chances are that you need to change the way you think about your church and how you're connected to it. Most likely, you underestimate your church. You belittle it, you misshape it in a way that misshapes your Christianity. Some big words. Uh, for context, the next page, he I says... Say, I need context on that. Yeah, so, so just some ways that this plays out. Um, he says on the next page, here are some of the symptoms of our wrong thinking. And I'm going to list out, there are several, several, several. So I'm just going to read through this, and then we can get thoughts. Um, here are some assumptions that we will make. Not, not necessarily us specifically, but just the general sure. reader. group the of reader people that think. claims to be Christians. Okay, here's some assumptions. Christians can think it's fine to attend church indefinitely without joining. Christians think of getting baptized apart from joining. Christians take the Lord's Supper without joining. Christians view the Lord's Supper as their own private mystical experience for Christians and not as an activity for church members who are incorporated into body life together. Christians don't integrate their Monday to Saturday lives with the lives of other saints. Christians assume that they can make a perpetual habit of being absent from the church's gathering a few Sundays a month or more. Christians make major life decisions, moving, accepting a promotion, choosing a spouse, etc., without considering the effects of those decisions on the family of relationships in the church or without consulting the wisdom of the church's pastors and other members. Christians buy homes or rent apartments with scant regard for how factors such as distance and cost will affect their abilities to serve their church. Christians don't rec realize that they are partly responsible both for the spiritual welfare and the physical livelihood of other members of their church. Even members they have not met. When one mourns, one mourns by himself. When one rejoices, one rejoices by herself. So yeah, 
just for a little context, what what are some thoughts on I that? I honestly was trying to listen as intentional as I could, and I agree with every single thing he said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any pushback. Yeah. That was a lot. It was a lot. Sorry. A lot of <laughs> things. If you're listening and you want to get Good thing that we again, can go back and Yeah, you can rewind. So a lot of good information. Yeah. Yeah. And there there was absolutely nothing in there that I even questioned a little bit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was like, yep, that's the church. And and I'll, I'll come up with a, another hot take. It's like, honestly, if I were to say I've learned one thing since moving up to Louisville uh, a year and a half ago. Here it comes. If like the primary thing I've learned is I underestimated and undervalued my local church. Um, and I really... I, I, I just saw it as another compartment in my life. And the more that I've studied scripture, and the more that I've been instructed by people wiser than me, um, I've just come to realize, like, you read the New Testament and you read about the Christian life. And, like, you read, like, Christ and Christ and his bride. His bride is not the individual believer. His bride is the church. And mm. you look at believers in the New Testament and their life revolves around the church. Yeah. And um, I've just realized that my life didn't was not centered on the church and i can honestly say um since joining and becoming a member member at huntsinger lane baptist church in louisville uh my my brain's just (laughs) been transformed um and and not only it's not it's not just hey like we should do this because the bible tells us to i have seen more evidences of grace in my life from god in the past three months more in the last three months than i've seen at any other point in my life. And I honestly think it's because of my local church. And like the speaker um, at dorm meeting on Monday night, one of the things he said is outside of the Holy Spirit himself, the local church will be the primary means of grace that the Lord will work through in your life. So I think just to like summarize everything he said, like Jonathan Lehman is saying, Christians do not take their church and their church membership and their life in light of the church as seriously as they should. Yeah. yeah. And I think also partly like maybe part of that we've touched on a little bit with the mm-hmm. culture episode, but I think, but uh, just, I mean, just that like the culture of America and especially like the South too, just like the Bible bell, oh, just yeah, like just you should go to my church. My family goes to church. So I go to church and yeah. And, that, and then claims so I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm right. Go church and then after church, drink beer and sit on my front porch all day. Yeah, yeah. Or I stay up all night on Saturday getting like, drunk and I pray on Sunday. Or yes. it's the opposite where it's like, I'm a Christian, so why would I need to go to church? Oh, yeah, I've heard those too. Know, yeah, there like, was. I read my Bible at home. Yeah, there was one guy at. Uh, we should talk about that. When I worked at Food City, I was talking to him and he was like, "I pray sometimes." I read my Bible sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, glad you guys said that. And then one dude told me, like, he, he had t- terrible language. He's like, "I got Jesus on my skin. I got him tattooed." I'm like, "Oh, was he?" I feel like that was a joke. Was he not joking? Nope, he was being serious. Okay. No, dude. Yeah, people actually like. Well, well, you know, that's my favorite verse. Is where if you get a tattoo of Jesus, you're saved. Bro. If that's all I have to do, sign me up. Sign like <laughs> Maccabees or something. Yeah. Hey, those who call in the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord. <laughs> there it's you wraps. go. It's wraps. I'm saved. Let's talk about that though. Let's talk about it. Because uh, we have two. We have one more small, small quote, yeah. and then two lists, and we'll quickly work through those. Okay. Just trying to be I've got courteous. Okay. Too, courteous of time. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just meant like about a separate point, but let's yeah. let's break down right now. Yeah. The whole. Well, 
I guess it was just like dependence on the church is what we're kind of talking about. Yeah. Like there's these people who, you know, I go to church on Sundays and then all throughout the week. Now, nah. true. Yeah. Come back on Sunday. And I think it's the role of the church body to call them out on that. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get into it. I yeah. promise. Church discipline. These lists, these lists are so like substantive, subst- substantial, <laughs> substantiated. Uh-huh. I don't know. What are, what are you trying to Big say? Big words. I don't know. They're, they're very in depth and they're intentional. So I think just asking these questions and going through it, like you'll have thoughts provoked. Yeah. Um, but we can keep moving if you want. Yeah. Uh, just for a second. I've time. got some stuff about acts too, though. That I want to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the first thing I wanted to say is just because we brought up the fact that do Christians have to go to church? And I think that's a very important question because there's chances are they're oh, dude, if not now, there's 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 people that are going to listen to this. Hopefully, I hope that there's people that listen to, to I hope this, listens to this that are Christians that are not that 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 believe that it's OK to be a Christian and not attend a church. Right. Not that attending a church saves you. It doesn't. But if if you are able physically, yeah, um, you're called. If you're it able, is, you're called. It's a biblical command. Um, so let's talk about it. Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty four and twenty five. And let us consider us plural. Tell them. Just making sure we we're on the same page here. Pronoun. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, called out, See ya. but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I just think about this passage. This was preached to us um, at school a couple weeks ago. And the guy that preached this a couple weeks ago turned our attention to the next couple verses which say, if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving a knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. That's a whole different thing. But he basically just used that to be like, isn't it kind of interesting that the author of Hebrews talked about not neglecting to meet together, and the very next thing he talks about is going on sinning deliberately. Mm. Just thought that was interesting. I'm not, connection I'm, there, maybe. I'm not sure exactly how that relates, but the... The, the guy that preached at uh, door meeting well, and a couple I think weeks ago. It does about. relate in a sense of if you're really tied into a local body and you're continually throughout the week hanging out, like just doing life with these people, they're going to, if they see you in a, not, not just like, okay, you sin once, like obviously repent, but like if you're in continual, perpetual, like you keep continue sin on cycle. sinning, you're in sinning c- c- consistently. Like that is something that you can be called out on because you're around church members where if you only show up on a Sunday and no one knows what, no one knows what your life looks like. You have no accountability. Mm -hmm. And I'll make one last point. So if the Bible says that we shouldn't neglect to meet together, if people do neglect to meet together, what is that? It's against the Bible right there. What is that? S I N question mark. So I think that's pretty, pretty, practical way it says don't neglect to meet together so if you're neglecting to meet together you're in sin yeah and say that graciously but i think the local church is something that the local church being a gathering of believers is is the way to fulfill this command anyway we need to speed through this <laughs> yeah ben's got to ben's go got to be. i need to get flowers for my sister oh yes 
Well, then, are you going to use all your points, or are you going to use the Yeah, we could. Well, like, well, let me just just go through them, and if you guys have any thoughts, just interrupt me. Okay. 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 So just a, just, a little, just a little funny uh, to go in. Okay, funny. Uh, Jonathan Lehman, just to summarize his thoughts in one short quote. Christians don't join churches. They submit to them. No, I don't want to submit. No, no, no. And that is interesting to think about, like how individualism, how individualism has shaped our view of church. Like even uh, most consumerism, Christ- individualism. They can choose church what like, culture. What does submit to a church mean? Submit to a church meaning like censor your, your life around it. Submit to your elders. Um, oh, just like respect, like serve. just taking give their, your give yourself taking their leadership. Yeah, give yourself give to your, your church for your church. Give yourself to your church. Okay, it's bigger than you, and that, that that plays into individualism a lot because a lot of people that even do attend church attend church for selfish reasons. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to help me in my own personal. When like you read scripture, and the church is a lot less about your personal walk with the Lord. It's a lot more about number one, glorifying Him. Number yeah. two encouraging building up others in the church so the church is honestly we we also tend we tend number one to not take it as seriously as we should we tend number two to approach it very 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 selfishly yeah so i'm gonna go first list 12 reasons membership matters okay like i said if you guys have any any uh thoughts just interrupt me because i'm gonna fly through these because i want to get to the next list because I think this list is good. What, what is this the, list titled? The next list is better. Uh, 12 Reasons Membership Matters. Okay. Okay. I'm going to speed through this. If you have any thoughts, save it for the good ones. Okay. Uh, reason number one, it's biblical. Jesus established the local church and all the apostles did their ministry Disagree. through it. That's the same. <laughs> go, go, keep reading. Kidding, it is, go, it go, is go. 505. Uh, it's biblical. Jesus established the local church and all the apostles did their ministry through it. The Christian life in the New Testament is church life. Slow down a little bit. Christians today should expect and desire the same. Number two, the church is its members. We talked about that. Uh, To be a church in the New Testament is to be one of its members. Read through Acts. And you want to be a part of the church because that's who Jesus came to rescue and reconcile to himself. What a good point. Dude, I was going to say that. Like, my thing, my whole big thing about all this, pretty much as I'm thinking about it, is like, why would you not want to be part of the church? And not just attend. Be consumed by yeah, it. Like, yeah, like if I can't go out on Wednesday night and I have to go to church, that's so lame. You, said you have to go to church. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking. As right, I know, I know yeah. you're playing devil's advocate. But exactly. You get to, to do, go to church. But, but yeah. no, like, okay, you're a Christian and, like, you submit your life to the Lord and, like, this is, I mean, this is your life, man. Like, yeah. God is, like, it's all you are. You yeah. know, why wouldn't you want to be like connected to the church i don't know and i think i just think of like some people think that like mature christianity is like oh i'm gonna go up to a mountain by myself and read the whole bible and just be john the baptist in the wilderness new testament faithful mature christianity looks like being a faithful church member yeah yeah but I, i just think it's so such a sweet reminder the bride of christ is his church why would we not want to be a part of his bride yeah point number three it's a prerequisite, being a member, uh, for the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is a meal for the gathered church, that is, for members. And you want to take the Lord's Supper. It's the team flag that makes the church team visible to the nations. Number four, 
It's how you officially represent Jesus. Membership is the church's affirmation that you are a citizen of Christ's kingdom and therefore a passport-carrying Jesus representative before the nations. And you want your representation to be authorized. Closely related to this is number five. It's how you declare your highest allegiance. Your membership on the team, which becomes visible when you wave the flag of the Lord's Supper. So there's 12 of these? Yeah. We're, we're halfway through. Uh, number six, it's how you embody and experience biblical images. It's within the accountability structures of the local church that Christians live and experience the interconnectivity of his, of his body, the spiritual fullness of his temple, and the safety and intimacy and shared identity of his family. Number seven, it's how you serve other Christians. Membership helps you know which Christians on planet Earth you are specifically responsible to love, serve, warn, and encourage. It enables you to fulfill your biblical responsibilities to Christ's body. Eight, it's how you follow Christian leaders. Membership helps you to know which Christian leaders on planet Earth you are called to obey and follow. Again, it allows you to fulfill your biblical responsibilities to them. And he, he cites Hebrews 13, 7 and 17 there. Nine, it helps Christian leaders lead. Membership lets Christian leaders know which Christians on planet Earth they will give an account for. Ten, it enables church discipline. What was that for, Corey? I was just trolling. Okay. Uh, I'll speed up. No, that was not like at you. Okay. It enables church discipline. Um, it gives you the it gives you the biblically prescribed place to participate in the work of church discipline responsibly, wise, wisely, and lovingly. Eleven. It gives structure to your Christian life. It places an individual's Christian claim to obey and follow Jesus into real life setting where authority is actually exercised over us. It's God's discipling program. And lastly, it builds a witness and invites the nations. Membership puts the alternative rule of Christ on display for the watching universe. The very boundaries which are drawn around the membership of the church yield a society of people that invites the nations to do something better. It's God's evangelism program. That's a good word, dude. Good word. Can I say something? Yeah, come on. No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Just kidding. You can. Um, I think all this can be summed up in the analogy of like, okay, the church is a body. The members are its limbs, or members are its parts, or whatever. That's biblical. Exactly, that is biblical. First and, Corinthians, and Second Corinthians, one First of Corinthians, Corinthians, I think, like one of them. 12, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, seminary man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But with, with that said, right? So if I'm the left pinky and Carson is the right thumb, and Carson is sinning consistently he's just being a piece of junk not that he would ever do that oh he would <laughs> but see ya it, but if if hypothetically we all would um you know it's my role as the pinky like we're the same body so i think about me literally if my right thumb starts going rogue like or if something. you get a cut or something your heart's gonna be like Hey, get yeah, the blood out there. Yeah, Your mind's going to be like, hey, that hurts. See, that's what all I'm the parts of the and body They all work together, exactly. And everybody has their own strengths. And so, yeah, I think it can all be encapsulated in that. When, If the church body is actually a body and we're its members, but yet we let other members continue on in unhealth and sin. Like if I got a stomach bug, hopefully my white blood cells are trying to go fix that. Because if they aren't, I'm just going to have the stomach bug forever. Yeah. <laughs> You know what else that brings to mind? What? Imagine if, like, you worked the way the church works. And, like, all of your the, mem the members of your body had to show up. Oh. 
for yeah. them to, so you just wake Whoa. up you just wake up one morning oh the right thumb didn't show up today yeah, my entire arm just yeah. didn't feel like like it, it just goes to show like membership is important my ring fingers are pretty consistent like two two week a month yeah younger. like <laughs> like there sometimes you know my, my hand always is going to show up but yeah. like my fingers they, they're like a twice a month and then guy. your your hand might show up but your forearm doesn't show up oh, and there goes the hand there goes the hand man yeah membership's important guys okay are we are we ready to get in the last sure, list I'm, ready. Okay. No. I'm gonna get into list. eight ways this is it right here eight ways eight to ways. submit to a local church i don't want to submit i don't want to that's a woman's job what think of it in this term that's, he, he cra- that's crazy he, that's biblical get mad stay mad okay Go let's ahead. get into okay, it i'm staying mad the first way Right. Okay. So, so just we've said this today, just to get into the list. Jonathan Lehman states, we should give ourselves, give ourselves to our churches, publicly, okay. physically, okay. socially, okay. affectionately, let's go, financially, uh-huh. vocationally, uh oh, what does that mean? Ethically, like your job, and ah. spiritually. Should everyone give themselves the we'll church? Get vocationally? there. We'll get to what that means. Uh oh. Get to what that, means. what that means. For the listener, stay tuned. We'll get there. So everyone should work at the church. Okay. We'll get there. Hey, we got Let's that get covered. Gotta leave you on a little cliffhanger. For like five minutes until okay. you say it. Okay. <laughs> I love you so. Tell uh, how do we submit to our church publicly? Like I said, don't just just any thoughts you have. Um, so when he says publicly, he means formally or officially. Um, you should submit to your church by being a formal, official member. Uh, in, in the books, yeah. pen and paper, sure. also just like just being there formally. Yeah. Uh, receive the Lord's Supper, be publicly identified as a member. Um, yeah, that's what he means by publicly member. Or pu- okay. how to publicly yeah, submit yeah. How, to yeah, your church. Right. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Physically and geographically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we submit physically to the church by gathering with them. So, uh, the way you physically submit to your church is you show up. You show up. It's that simple. And he would probably argue that that is not only on Sundays, but show up in the week. Live what life with your church. Does a live stream, and I want to watch the live stream. Are you gathering together? Obviously, there's circumstances where you can't. But yeah, are you are you physically gathering together? It, the the author of Hebrews did not have a context. For live stream, exactly, so and he he intends people. So it's all we read scripture. We're trying to get to the authorial tent, right? The he, live stream when, should be like the um, if you're sick and you can't show up, right? It shouldn't be the normal. It should be the what word for not normal? Just every, outlier. I yeah, don't know what I'm thinking. About, absolutely, but, but yeah, like it's better than not going to church, right? But it should are, become if, the regular. If you are not able to be there, absolutely, totally. And agree. also, like if you're on a live stream, I mean, anyone with common sense can show you that like you can't just go up and see like be like hey brother what's up there's no one to confess there's no one to confess sin there's no one to be in community with Mm -hmm. no no one to encourage you like a bed in solitude yep and even with your even if you're with your family too i was about to bring that up yeah i watch with my family that's my community okay so your family is your church okay no they're your first priority well i mean according to jonathan lehman's definition they couldn't be a church Right. But 
Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm just pressing. Physically, so show up physically. He also says geographically, talking to more like okay, Multi-site? you're married. No, uh, uh-huh. Jonathan Lehman also has a book arguing for arguing against um, multi-site, multi-service, but we won't get into that. Um, multi-service? Yeah, that that can be a different Don't episode. Don't get ben started on that one. He's got passionate opinions. No, that can be a different episode. This is a good conversation. It is a good conversation. Something to think about. It's I you know, like one service, but something anyway. to think about. Another episode, another time. Uh, he was basically calling like, you know, you're you're married, you have a family, right? You buy you you th- you're thinking about buying a house. Do you buy a house in Carnes? Mm-hmm. That that's just like good, but not great. Or do you buy a house in Farragut? That's just like, hmm. And he's basically arguing like. Cons- you need to consider, like, okay, a, a church member is going to be less willing to get lunch with me after church if I live in Farragut, mm-hmm. and that should play into your decision making. Yeah. For context, like, Grace is in Carnes and Farragut. Is yes. Like the next community. Probably like 25, yeah, 30 minutes far, away. Though. It's, like it's just like, okay. it's a, yeah. okay. you live, it's a difference okay. of living Carson, five living, minutes yeah. you buy your church in like 25 you minutes. Like me in halls, yeah. Some days forty five minutes away from the church. Yeah. yeah, it's something to consider. It's uh, like you you can practically speak to this. I mean, if you wanted church members to it's come hard. to your house after after church and like talk, we talk about weekend, this mon- Monday like, to Saturday living with each other. It's hard to get like halls. Even these guys like we're all busy, and it's like yeah. a trek to get to my yeah. An yeah. Hour they're of they're in back. Like, that's yeah, an hour. Yeah, an hour of driving mm-hmm. there and back. Like, ah, uh, it's a lot. It's something tough. to consider. So when you buy houses. Consider buying a house near your church so you can serve them well. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's if you can buy a house. The economy is just impossible. The to economy. I'll invest in land. You got to start your Roth IRA, can't you? <laughs> if you start a Roth IRA when you're 18 and you max it out every single no, year. No, well, trust. I got this calculator. You'll have $17 million by the time you're 59 and a half. Yes. 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 The next way you can ruckus. submit to your church is socially. And by this, he basically means that you should be friends. Your friends should be not totally limited to, but probably he would argue the majority of your friends should be within the church. Um, The reason for that is because, quoting Jonathan Lehman once more, friends within a local church will be formed by the same ministry of the word, meaning preaching giving them the opportunity to extend that ministry more carefully into one another's lives throughout the week. It's a good word. Yeah. And that's something I've tried to practice recently. Like I've covenanted with my church members at Hunsinger and sometimes it's created time conflicts where I've, I've genuinely just had to had to prioritize time with church members. Um, and the result of that is maybe not having as many time as much time for other things, you know? Um, so prioritize, have friends in the church, um, grow in that community. You're sitting under the same preaching, and that's one of the main ways that God will help you and give grace to you, through the yeah. preaching of the word. And to be friends with someone that sits under the same preaching, that's a, that can be a means of conversation. That can be a means of specific encouragement. It's like if you hear a passage, or if you hear a sermon about encouraging one another, and you encourage a member of your church, there's going to be so many connections in their head. Oh, that's what I heard on Sunday. If you just do that to a random person, it's just not going to be the same. That's just yeah. like a practical way. Sure. Anyway, next way. Agreed. The next, next thing, affectionately submitting to your church. And he's just drawing on, if you're friends with the people in your church, you should also be like 
affectionate friends. Like it's, it's not just a shallow friendship. It's a friendship where you're mourning with those who mourn and you're rejoicing with those who, who rejoice. Uh, you, you genuinely love the people in your church. They know you. They know your sin struggles. You know their sin struggles. You're holding each other accountable. So it's basically just like calling for have deep friends, deep friendships, good friendships, healthy friendships Amen. in your church. Yeah. Financially, I really like this. It's a good section because when you think of financially submitting to your church, what comes to mind? Tithe. Give uh, your money. Give them tithe dollars. And I would argue that, yeah, you should tithe. You should. Give you a little 10%. But honestly, when you think, okay, tithe 10%, that's been probably primarily formed by just what people have told you to do. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Jonathan Lehman because he takes three different ways to do this. Um, and he's just, it's not just like, oh, everybody says 10%. Do you t- sure. t-? He like goes to the Bible and he yep. gives examples of three ways that you can financially submit to your church. Uh, there is in Galatians. The thing about the first fruits or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So he says now to the, now about the collection for the Lord's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches to do on the first day of every week. Each one of you should set aside some money in keeping with your income, saving it up so when I come, no collections will have to be made. So there's a sense, give your 10%, you know? Take that out of your income. Keep up with that. Um, give that to your church faithfully. That's the one we're probably most familiar with. Two other things. Uh, we're, we're, we're called, I mean, if possible, the person that's preaching to us, we want them specifically, specifically the person that is laboring so you probably have multiple pastors on staff, and multiple yeah. pastors and elders in general. Um, the person that is dedicating themselves every week to preach, or most weeks to preach, you want them to be able to focus on that because right. they're responsible for a main thing in your life. And so part of that is you want that person to not have to work another job. Yeah. Um, so if possible, support the, the, the man that is responsible for primarily teaching the word of your church financially. Thirdly, uh, support your church financially by hosting hospitable events. Uh-oh. Like, invite, if you're a young member in a church right now and you're thinking of one practical way to serve your church, maybe you have parents, maybe you live with your parents, maybe you're a college student, maybe you're on a college campus. Um, some ways that you can practically do this is we'll practice at Hunsinger. We have something called reverse hospitality where college students, like I live in a dorm, can't really have people over to my dorm. Because that's just like not like yeah. it's a stinky bunch of like college boys. You yes, know. it is. Uh, so what we will do, and what me and my friend Josh did a couple weeks ago, is we prepared a meal, mm-hmm. elk burgers and French fries. It's okay. really good, and we took it to an older couple in the church's house. Call it reverse hospitality. They host, we bring the food. Uh, that's a really practical way that you can financially contribute to your church. Uh, yeah. Another way is if you are living in a house and can host people, host people. Host people that you... In your church. Yeah. Um, does it, is it looking like friends that you know, or is it looking like just random people in the church he that you're has, like, hey, come to my house? You ready for this? Well, hopefully, ideally, you know everyone in your church. But I do not know everyone Okay, okay, church. obviously, because it's like 2,000 consistent members. Right, I'm, I'm 4, saying for listed. my example, Yeah. I don't yeah, know everyone Yeah, in exactly. Church. I don't know everybody in the church either. I'm trying to find a quote. Benjamin is digging for Jonathan Lehman's answer, not his. This has become a Jonathan yes. Lehman fan, fan Here's your answer to the question. Here's okay. what I love Jonathan Lehman. I hope he's not going to listen to Come this, on. but if he does, fan of his work. Here's what he says talking about friendships within the church. Okay. Friendships should form between old and young, rich 
and poor. I agree. Uneducated and educated. I agree. One ethnic group and another. Yep. And there is a genuine part to that. That is people you know and people you don't know. You got to get to know people, especially the people that don't know many people. Go get them. You've not seen them before? Introduce yourself. Invite them over to lunch. Start a friendship. That's what the church is for. I agree. Okay, let's just continue. We have, how many left do we have? Sweaty Ben. One, two, Sweaty. three left, guys. We're almost Holy done. Sweat. And then I got to zoom to Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else's talking points. Go Forgive me for breaking away. the speed limit. Okay, vocationally. Vocationally. No vocationally. 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 How do we vocationally submit to our church? Go ahead. It's getting nervous because the podcast episode a couple earlier. weeks ago. It's getting nervous. So. I don't know what you're about to say. You ready for this? Oh, wait. I know what you're about to say. You're about to drop some lay eldership on here. No, 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 no. That's also a different episode. Oh, okay. I'm just going to read them verbatim. Christians should submit their vocations to their churches. For some people, that means going into vocational ministry. For every Christian, this means recognizing that the lives of our fellow members will stretch on for eternity while our jobs will not. Okay. Sweet reminder. I agree. And so basically what he takes this section to say. I thought that was going to be a hot take. Yeah, it's not. He's just basically saying, you know, people, some people are genuinely given gifts. And I don't want to say the word called because I don't think we can perceive whether or not we're called fully. Um, I prefer, like, I I think of uh, one of the other nine Mark's books, The Path to Being a Pastor. Bobby Jameson um, says that we should use the term aspire instead of call because if I were to go around saying oh I'm called to be a pastor I'm kind of assuming something that I don't know but there is a sense where um, you know that's that's also could be another episode but basically just saying like some people are set aside by God to be leaders of the church that's not everybody but regardless of your job you should prioritize your church over your job and if that means oh I'm a nurse I have to work on Sundays do you he would basically, he would go on to argue, like, you know, if your job causes you to miss church, maybe you should find a new job. Let me ask you this. Every single, like, should hospitals just close on Sunday? Somebody trips, falls, gets injured? No. Yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily agree so with should, that. So should only non-Christians work in hospitals? Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. So my thing is, is a fair point. I haven't thought that through, but... If the Bible says not to neglect gathering together. I, I mean, I agree with that. And you neglect gathering together, you're in sin. Is so, that neglection? You have a choice. So I would so say, say yes. You can't go on Sunday, but there's like a Wednesday night service and you go on like a Wednesday. Or what if it's not every Sunday? What if it's two Sundays a month? I think you, 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 at that point, I think it is very much case by case. Um, seek advice from your elders or pastors and see what they would advise you to do. I think also, like, with the Sunday, like, two Sundays a month or whatever, also kind of, like, it's more important about the, not, like, I guess the number of days, but just the consistency of when you go, maybe. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know. I mean, obviously my preference is, like, hey, go every single week. Right. Uh, Yeah. But also sometimes that can't realistically be done yeah and i think in in those cases i don't necessarily have all the answers to the questions but i would just say really? case by case Aren't seek seek the counsel 
funny. Seek the counsel of your elders and your pa- or your pastor. Same same word interchangeably. Uh, I'm just used to saying elders because that's what we call them at Huntsinger. Uh, seek the counsel of your elders, pastors, and just take it case by case. Uh, two more. Ethically, uh, this is basically saying, yeah, and then we'll wrap it up. Sorry, this is a long episode. Carson getting triggered. Carson is The extended is. edition will be on our Patreon, guys. Oh, uh, make sure right. you subscribe. Oh, yeah. Subscribe you could also, could you, could, could you do a little duble, part one, part two, maybe? Well, we probably want to say, hey, here's the end of part one. We're too late now. Sorry. Just get to reading. Oh, well. I hope it's fruitful then. Uh, ethically, nah, ethically, <laughs> churches or, or Christians should look to the church and ethical instruction, counsel, accountability, and discipline. So this this section is basically just calling uh, for the church to be the local church to be the primary place where we seek to help other believers fight against their sin, and where we in turn should open ourselves to receive the same help. I agree. I agree. Nothing wrong. Yeah. With that. Hold your church members accountable for their sin. Confess your sin to your church members and have them do the same for you. Wait, what about the leaders, though? Aren't they like... Aren't yeah, they, like they don't need accountability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're perfect. They do. If you are in a church where your leaders don't hold one another accountable and are not consistently confessing sin to one another, maybe find a new church. Because we're all called to this. Interesting. There's no one above that. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor or not. Pastors, I think one thing I see a lot is pastors will often confess sin to one another because they understand the weight of their qualification. They can kind of understand, like, the burden of what a pastor... Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's also, like, if a pastor confesses sin to just a church member, it could just be a perception thing. But as a... And because pastors sin. Pastors sin. Sure. Uh, Not, hopefully... Wait, they do? If they sin in a way that breaks 1 Timothy 3 or Titus 1, then we got bigger issues. But... We all sin, so important for pastors too. Yeah. Lastly, spiritually, uh, he just argues that the church is the place where we exercise our spiritual gifts. Carson, you'd like that one. Um, oh, speaking tongues, baby. Oh, that's another episode we could talk about. Uh, secondly, it's where Christians should build one another up. And thirdly, good point to finish up on. Important. The church is where we should be interceding regularly for in our prayers, like what we should be interceding regularly for in our prayers. We should be praying for our church. We should be praying for our leadership. We should be praying for other church members. Amen to that. Yeah. That's it, guys. Sorry, a little long-winded, but guys, if if you're interested in learning more, I highly recommend Church Membership by John Lehman. Nine marks. We got a little overflow, but there's definitely a lot more meat on the bones here. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice. I love ben, you guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks for coming. I'm going to kind of. Dude, and have if, to you, if you just want to like go, we can even like. Okay. Can we? Do you want to keep going? Or I mean, I Carson think seemed like you wanted to wrap up. All right. I think we said a lot of good things. We yeah. did. Thank you for letting me take so much of your time. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. <laughs> did you guys learn things today? I did. That was I awesome. did learn. Yeah, this book is literally like ten to all that. ten to twelve dollars, yeah, as all the Nine Marks books are. There's a bunch. Just go to Nine Marks, their website, and just look at all the different books. They have so many different topics. They're all so good. Are we sponsored I, by Nine Marks? I wish. I wish. <laughs> also, if you look for any books written by Sam Amati for Nine Marks, that's my pastor. That's my nice. pastor. That's He's my pastor. amazing. But yeah, love you guys. Love you too, Ben. Love, love you, too. listeners. In Christ. Or if they're not. Or, I still love I them. love them because I'm in Christ. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. see. All five of you. And as always, welcome to the end.
intern office. office. Oh.